Everybody, welcome back to Get to the Point. I'm Jake Fire, alongside Jody Leone and Sean Anderson. Fellas, how are we doing today? Doing good that we finally had a smooth introduction into the show with some energy. Well, Thank you know, you, Fire. we we planned for that. I'm getting hints of passive aggressiveness. <laughs> well, do you see what happens when I bring it up and we plan for me to open instead of just throwing me under the fire, under the bus, Sean? Well, like you did. Well, that was that was Sean's doing. I know. That's what I'm saying. I Sean. just needed you to be a pro, and I was a pro, and Joe was a pro, and then Fire forgot. Oh, it's like, you know, a batter forgetting his bat, basically, is, well, it, is what it, happened it, last week. It's more and so then, forgetting to go just out wait, to bat when he's up. Yeah, so the coach, nope. you know, obviously the lineup board is straight there, is right there, and then, uh, you know, Fire just didn't get up to the plate. You know, and it's tough to know when the coach doesn't yell, tell you. We're not getting up to the plate. <laughs> It's tough, tough to know when you when you think you're out of the lineup and coach tells you you're pinch hitting, but he never tells you. So, so. Well, you know you're batting lead off. You got to be able to, you know, be ready. But you know, yeah. Well, that's neither here nor base. Yeah. All right. We're good. Yeah, I know we're good. Can we start with some sports stuff, please, please. I thought you actually. I thought you had something else you'd you'd like to bring up. Are right, we talking about fires? Um, why would fire? Did you give any input to the Harry Carey uh, quote? That, that they provided um, for your college football No. Game? No, the, the Harry Carey? Yeah, uh, you were described as uh, the Harry Carey of URI football. In in what situation? I, I am not aware of what's happening. Oh, right I, now. I didn't from even tweet, read that. I didn't even notice football, that. <laughs> Jake Fi- at JakeFire54 is regarded by some as a modern-day Harry Carey. He's that good. <laughs> oh, and announcing. This is I, uh, staggering um, because you have probably the one that makes the most sense. I, I know this about you. Uh, basically, uh, the University of Rhode Island football uh, social media has been letting the, the public into the, the lives of some of the players. And this week it was a returning junior, redshirt junior, Jake Fire. Redshirt junior, yep. Uh, and his seven essentials. Jake Fire, I know GQ does this, and I know a lot of other big brands do this, so I'll just give it a quick run-through. Fire, you give it a quick run-through. If you through. want to or not. Favorite meal, yep. burrito bowl. Pretty simple. Yep. I think we all knew that. Nope. Yep, we knew that. Probably could have guessed movie, it. Favorite movie, Uncut Gems. Um, I felt pressured. I felt pressured into that. I wanted to say Rudy or some other films, maybe like Interstellar, but I didn't want to come off as wait, nerdy. Wait, what do you so mean I, pressured? Well, Rudy it's, and Interstellar are both terrible movies. Did somebody have a gun to your head saying, you better put down Uncut Gems? No, I was like, oh, that's a really good movie. And it was really, it's really tough to like decide between every movie ever made, so I just went mm-hmm. with the most recent one that, that I loved. Tough. Okay, Everyone well, has their own favorites. Agree to disagree, so that's fine. That's fine. Next. Uh, well, I'm glad you didn't pick Rudy or Interstellar. Um, Both great movies. Lift, uh, they're not. Uh, Hang Clean. I'm shocked you did not put Back Squat. No, I like Hank Clean way better. Like, of, of all the way better than Back Squat. All of the weeks that we, we lifted in the same rack... You, I don't know. You've, I've just always gotten the vibe that you were a big squat guy, considering how much you squatted. I mean, I'm good at it. Doesn't mean I like it. That's typically if you're good at something, you usually, you usually enjoy that no, the most, it, right? It, 
it's, it's a lot of weight. It's definitely the most painful. And the clean is just like the most fun because it's like active. It's the whole the whole body has to be clicking all cylinders. Let's get going. The clean is fun. Uh, it yeah. is that that is what I would have put for my favorite lift. Also, uh, favorite snack: Cheez Its. I didn't. I didn't want to sound like a fat boy, so I just put Cheez Its. So why? What did you want I was to put? Gonna put What's your favorite? I wanted snack to put. Then? I wanted to put spicy sweet chili Doritos. But I, <laughs> Wait, we had a whole bracket over this. What are we? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Okay. Oh, I'm a linebacker at Rhode Island. I just like cheese. It's that's it. <laughs> Secret talent. Uh, announcing sports. Yeah, I don't know who that announcer is. I'll be real. Like I did, I did not understand that. Oh, reference. that hurts. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How do you, you not know, know who Harry Carey is? Uh, it's Harry Carey. You don't know? He's the Cubs no, announcer. He's like, famous. He's got a statue outside of Wrigley Field. He's like notoriously known Cubs for guy. having an obnoxious voice. Joe, Joe, you have a much better impression of him than I do. Could could you please? You uh, sound like you sound like Carmen uh, from South Park. I don't think I. don't have. I don't. Does it better than me? No, I don't think I could pull a. I don't think I've ever. It's basically Gresh's big arm. Just do Gresh's big arm. Hi! <laughs> Hi! Yeah, there oh, it is. Yeah. You guys sound like you're from South Park. That's literally what it sounds like. Sound like who? Yeah, one more but time I... for fire so we can get it. Hi! Yeah, you're tuning in to Cubs Baseball! There it is! <laughs> and hello, everybody. Welcome to the University of Rhode Island. Week one of CAA football where the Rhode Island Rams are taking on the UNH Wildcats. There we go. That's a little pre right he's there. He's in the 60s doing a, a call. I love See, it. The I only love Jake, it. you do have the glasses um, that match Harry Carey's and the, the yep. size and thickness. Can't I love live it. Without, uh, family. Turtle the shell. only thing that confuses me about the, the Harry Carey reference oh, is that ahead, I feel like none of the URI football personnel or media uh, individuals have ever heard Fire actually do any mic work. No, yeah, I don't think. We're the only ones who have. They, I don't even know which person on the staff pulled the Harry Carey reference. I don't. I have no clue. It's probably Donnie. I wish they gave me like a little. No, he hasn't heard me do it. Maybe like maybe like Big Jim, Coach Flem. Maybe he said that. That's the only like. I don't know. I don't even know if I've, I don't. Know, I don't even know if he's heard me do it. I don't know. Just, just call him Harry Carey. I don't care. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> that that might have been how it goes. Uh, it could have been six. Can't live without family. Yeah, I'm family guy through and through. Love my family. Pretty okay. simple. Uh, seven favorite thing about Rhodey, uh, life by the ocean. Why did love did it, everybody on the team get together and say, "Hey, we're all gonna put that the fact that our favorite thing about you or I is that it's by the ocean." Everyone has had the same answer. I mean, it's Joe, best, did you want me to put the best part? That's it's the only good part. It is. It is. It is. But the only But Joe, did you did, did you want me to put like a really super detailed answer? Yes. Like, Oh, I love I love that there's a, a slight breeze when we're in camp and that it takes down some of the hot air. But occasionally that breeze from the ocean brings in a blast of humidity and we have a one hundred degree practice. We're all soaking wet and can't breathe through the air. Joe, what would you have put? You know, hot chicks. Uh, I like the hot chicks that I'm driving in my BMW. Is that what you would have put? I mean now that you say it probably. Oh god. Oh, you god. wouldn't? I think that's better than the uh, ocean. The ocean. The ocean's I don't know, overrated. I probably would have gone with a better, um, a better answer than that. I would probably have said the student population. How about that? I don't know, but I'm, I'm an ocean guy. I like my, you know, my, my grandparents have a house out on Cape Cod, so I've been been an ocean guy my whole life. So big ocean guy. I relate to it. Yeah, it's, it's Joe, nice. What did you say I missed that. <laughs> I said big ocean guy. Oh yeah. Big ocean guy. All right. 
Yeah. All right. Well, Harry uh, Carey. I'll, uh, I'll give I, you a I, listen, I, bud. Fire. Is there anything else that you'd like to add for the uh, for the Rhode Island listeners that that they probably didn't get to know you enough from that seven? You want to add an eight, possibly, or you, you um, that? maybe uh, the best eight you know that I could give is hey, let's let's sit down and have a chat sometime. You get to know me real well. <laughs> like that's that's you know, like like let's a little bit. Like get some coffee. Here's my maybe, phone number. Know, <laughs> that's, that's it. I'm down. I'm down to talk to anybody about anything. So, okay, I don't That's, care. I don't care. I I'm didn't expect book. that. All right, well, let's get on to some uh, sports news, and and there has been some big breaking news, uh, especially within the NFL. And obviously, uh, we can't yell about the MLB every week, and the NBA is obviously doing their own thing. Um, also, before we get to this, Jr. signing to the Lakers is a mistake, but we'll we'll get back to football here. Um, Dak Prescott. Uh, will sign his franchise tag, uh, the tag that uh, he was offered and decided to accept. Uh, $31.4 million for next year, um, but he himself is currently seeking a shorter deal so he can re-hit the market and make more in three to four years while he is still in his, uh, I guess, uh, mid or the, the back quartile of his prime. Uh, the Cowboys want a long-term deal, but uh, I guess um, there's been some – what's the word I'm looking for? Not constraints. There's just been – they haven't been able to get on the same page. And ultimately what Dak and his agent are currently trying to get to is a situation where Dak can get paid a lot of money now in a short period of time. And then after the cap changes and eventually the market for top quarterbacks is completely reset and Patrick Mahomes becomes the first $50 million quarterback and Deshaun Watson gets paid, then Dak can reap in the benefits from that. If he's the one to reset the market, he's going to be the third, fourth, or fifth highest paid quarterback. He's trying to he's trying to but essentially gain an advantage from the fact that other guys are doing better better than him, and they're going to get a lot more money, and he can at least make more money from that. Well, you know, um, I mean, I guess, but he's not on that level. He's just I, the uh, I, I, he, he's, he's average. But but uh, if you're in his position. You have to kind of do this. If he's thinking about it the long term, he's like, well, this is what I have to do. And I think that everybody in his position, his position would do that. But we're not in his position, so we can just sit here and critique, um, which is the fun part. I don't think that he will uh, eclipse the $40 million mark, uh, given that Russell Wilson is sitting at 35 mil. Um, and then Big Ben, uh, near the end of his contract, I think at $34 million. And then so on and so on. But Dak uh, obviously has some talent ahead of him uh, in that department. Uh, he edged out Matt Ryan at $30 million by $100,000. Um, uh, Fire, uh, go ahead and give your thoughts before I uh, cut you off. I mean, I get he has some, he has some, some pretty good stats. I mean, he's, he's okay. I just think he's just... A product. I mean, he's the one of the best O lines in the NFL. He's one of the best running backs in the NFL, and he's had that since you know his birth as an NFL quarterback. I I just don't think he's worth thirty four million dollars. And I think the only only reason that you know he asked for that money initially is because Jared Goff skewed the QB market with that thirty three point five million dollars a year contract. Jared Goff is bottom ten in the league in quarterbacks. That guy's horrible. Put him and at it's just I put him straight average. You put Jared Goff at or, fifteen. Or six, I put him at 16. twenty. 
Well, and on on my personal list, list of quarterbacks, I have Dak at eleven. Oh, interesting. When did you develop also, this list? Yeah, I, I this is my first time hearing of this list. When was this list put the together? The other day. The other day. The other day. Okay. The, the other day. The, quarterback the, list the weekend, by Jake Monday, Fire. Tuesday. I'll give I'll give you the list later, but not today. Oh, okay. So he has to develop his list then, Joe. I, I, no, it's developed in. Oh, so wait, I, I you, were just, in my you head just threw a number so, out then. You listen. just said eleven. No, 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 no. no. You could just listen, say listen. I think he's roughly around the ten mark. No, is, so which, so which I think a lot of people would say, but you decided to say I have a list. It has been thought out. He is at eleven. You're not changing my mind. That's basically. So what this is what I did. This is what I did. I looked through all of the salaries of every NFL quarterback, high to low, and I said, all right. Who's what I ha, would I rather have this guy or Dak? And I'd go through that, and every every guy that I said I'd rather have the other, the other guy over Dak, I moved him down one. So in my head, I just had Dak at eleven. Because you guys aren't even considering Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, all those young quarterbacks that are coming up. They're not listed on. They, they don't have high salaries, you know, because they're throwing their first rookie contract. That. Okay, well, besides I'm just the, besides the point. The situation here is not talking about if Dak Prescott is the best quarterback in the league. It's a matter of he is the current guy up to get paid at this specific point in time. And what that implies is trying to reset the market and becoming the highest paid quarterback. If you think about it and look at teams that had really good rosters but not consistent quarterback play that missed out on opportunities to make it to the playoff – that was a huge miss out by those franchises because they did not have stable quarterback situations. I think the best example is the Broncos before they got Drew Locke and they at least have a little bit of a sense of direction. It was a, a, a carousel of Trevor Simeon, Joe Flacco, Paxton Lynch. There were so many issues Brock with Osweiler. Brock, Brock Osweiler, Osweiler yeah. of just so many issues of trying to figure out their quarterback situation and missing out on the fact that they had an elite defense playing opposite of whatever crappy guy was under center. So in the perspective of the Dallas Cowboys, while there are now for the first time ever more good quarterbacks than there are openings, it is still worth locking up and locking down a a consistent starter for multiple years at the quarterback position, regardless of what they're asking to be paid. You can get away with an average running back. You can get away with average receivers. You can't really get away with an average offensive line, but besides the point, you need to have at least an average quarterback. And even if he's not as good as 15 other guys, he still is going to command enough money to put him in the top five because he can leave and go elsewhere to a team that is far more desperate than you. It's just based on how the market is set up. Not a matter of talking about talent and who's the more talented guy. I always get a little bit frustrated when we when we get in these arguments, not us specifically, just people in general about, well, he doesn't deserve to be paid as the best quarterback. Well, the alternative is not having a good quarterback, having a guy who should probably be a backup, and then sucking for multiple years until you decide to draft one. That takes a while to completely refigure out your quarterback situation. All right, let me just say this. Oh, go ahead, Fire. I have another point, but go ahead. You could, in my personal opinion, you could bring in Jameis Winston or Cam Newton, and they would do just as good or the same as Dak does now. But you, you can't guarantee that. You don't know. I can. Look at the <sighs> offensive line. Look at the wide receivers. Look at the running back. That... Uh, 
That's a wagon of an offense. Fire, if they right wanted to do that, they would have done it already. I just think people think Dak is better than he is. And I, what has he done? He hasn't won anything. Okay. He hasn't done anything. Joe, this is giving me uh, uh, flashbacks of Kirk Cousins in Washington. Did he do anything with Washington? No. No. They tagged him for two years, and then he split. And he, all he wanted was a contract, and they ended up having to pay him more. And then they add, uh, sent him to uh, Minnesota, uh, where he's been in the playoffs for two straight years. Uh, he actually got a playoff win, went into the uh, NFC Championship. Uh, and now uh, they actually got his then Case Keenum, who performed in Minnesota but didn't perform in Washington. And then now they have Dwayne Haskins, who it's only one year. Not going to be super critical. Uh, expectations of a first-round quarterback, uh, subpar. But regardless, Joe, is this is Dak going to be uh, and fire? Is Dak Kirk Cousins 2.0 here? Is that that's the question that I want to know? How is it going to be more painful for the Cowboys to pay him these tags and let him walk now, or or? keep him on a long deal what's going to be more painful because i know as a washington redskins fan i had pain with kirk and i had pain without kirk i, I, th- I don't know which is I, well, let, right now. I think that dak is, me- is more talented than kirk cousins he provides more for your offense than kirk cousin does kirk cousins is a game manager he's a good quarterback but he's not better than dak what's led to his success is being around a perfect situation with good running backs an elite defense with the Vikings, and that's why he's had success. But kind of going in line with what I talked about earlier in the fact that if you have the right situation but you're missing out on the quarterback, that's what the Vikings needed, which is why they're willing to pay him. The Dallas but they Cow- had two quarterbacks. They had Bridgewater and they had... Br- uh, Bridgewater was an... And in- they had Keenum. Yeah, and the- he was an injury concern, and they didn't think that they could get what they want. That's that's besides the point. I don't want to I don't, I don't get in... As a starter. I, I don't want... Yeah, no, I'm but, just saying. But Teddy Bridgewater... is how it works, and it's yes. a dangerous game. It's a dangerous game, which is why you don't want to play it. Because if you look at what happened to the Washington Redskins, they've been a mess since... Kirk Cousins left, and it took until recently for them to have at least a sense of direction by drafting Dwayne Haskins, and he might not have been even the the correct answer for them. So I, I just I think he can't play games with this. I think he just if a guy has worked and you've gone to the playoffs a number of years and you've gotten good production out of them and he's worked with the offensive um, flow and worked well with what you have in terms of weapons. Why not keep that guy instead of bringing in someone who might not particularly work with what you're trying right. to do? Let me just let me just say this. I think when Kirk Cousins left Washington, he got better. He got better in Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota was and a far better team. Continue. I agree, but besides the point. Okay. And I think if Dak left Dallas, he would get worse. He, I think he would get much worse. And depends Joe, where like he you goes. Said earlier, I'm just say, besides the point again. Joe. I'll continue fire. I'm just saying, Joey, like you said earlier, this quarterback market, there's tons of talent, and there's tons of players that are fighting for a spot that normally would have been a starter on any other team in any other year. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of good players that are just floating around. So in my personal opinion, take take Dak or leave him. He's not a special player. He's average. Okay, I'd fire. hope you'd and have I, your personal opinion and not someone else's, but that's – Sorry, <laughs> okay. I mean he's he's he has good stats. Like he he's, he does fine. He's he got like good stats. But I'm just saying, 
You didn't. He's in a wagon of an offense, and he has won a playoff game. You, he was you what, eight and eight last year. You didn't get my. Never mind. You didn't get my joke. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Okay. Well, it's fine. While we're still on the topic just... of, of of players uh, in consternation, which is the word I was looking for a mere ten minutes ago, and I found it. Uh, Look at we you, talk Jamal Adams, who we touched on uh, at the was it the beginning of last show when he just officially announced that he wanted to trade via social media. Yeah, it was at the very um, beginning, and it was just randomly like, "All right, we got to mention this at the very least." Right, and Joe, obviously being from the New York market, I'm assuming you've been uh, getting a lot more of this information than I have. Uh, but uh, from what you have outlined here, uh, Greg Williams, the def- defensive coordinator, says uh, you never ever mess with the guy's contract. But I've got his back on these types of things. And then, according to uh, Manish Mehta of New York Daily News, says Adams is uneasy about the future of the Jets because of Adam Gase, notably, uh, has clashed with him in the past. I think the Gates, the Gase hire um, was suspect from the start. Never a believer in him. Uh, I'm a believer in Jamal Adams and the impact that he can make. Uh, Adams seeking 20-plus million. That's a little uh, extreme for me, uh, but... It now leads us down the rabbit hole. Is Adams a safety worth worthy of twenty plus million dollars? Uh, wh- Easily. Okay, Joseph. Well, fire. Why don't you pick it up from there? Because you. I mean, it, in my personal opinion, I think he's one of the best safeties in the NFL right now, and I think he just needs to find a team that has better management than than the New York Jets and a better head coach than Adam Gase and. I love Greg Williams. I think he's a great defensive coordinator, but I just don't think the team is a good fit for where he's supposed to be. And leading off of that, I feel like, you know, the 49ers is a great landing spot for him because, you know, the 49ers had one of the best defenses in the in the, in the NFL last season. You know, they made it to the Super Bowl, and adding, you know, Jamal Adams to that team only makes them substantially better than they were fire we'll get and, to the you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the the team stuff in a second i want i still want to unpack this conversation of if he's worth making around 20 million dollars because right now eddie jackson is the highest paid safety at 14.6 that's that a per year he's better than eddie jackson. Uh, that is per year that is annual cool. contract so there there's a pretty big gap right there in terms of that number that he's seeking the argument that i have and i agree with what you said fire that he is right now one of the best if not the best Safety is also the best strong safety in the NFL right now at this moment. But if you're talking about his impact, it's not just that as a safety. His production last year was almost reminiscent of an outside linebacker. The fact that he was able to rack up six and a half sacks and 10 tackles for loss and 13 quarterback hits as a guy that is only playing at 213 pounds is pretty pretty crazy what you can do with him. He's an additional linebacker in a sense, the way that they like to utilize his skill set, put him in the box. Um, He's very, very good against the run. Different from what Landon Collins did because he does everything so well. I think Landon Collins was a lot more of just knocking the hell out of everyone, could cover tight ends, and was very good against the run. I think Jamal Adams, conversely, is very good on both ends. He's a very good in pass coverage. He's very good defending the run. And because of that, not only talent to do both things at a high level, but also his tools make it so that he can become a weapon instead of a safety. You can move him wherever you want him to and be able to create a favorable matchup as well as a mismatch in very specific situations and instances uh, throughout a game. So because of how good he is, what he can bring to your defense and 
instant upgrade no matter where you try to put him that makes him worth that 20 million dollar number that he is trying to hit joe would you sign a prime uh brian dawkins for 20 million dollars a year yeah i think i would okay well that's basically what we're dealing with with jamal adams then yeah uh, fire would you sign a prime brian dawkins for 20 million a year? yes yes okay. i would i mean th- those guys are game changers so that's what that's how i see adams i see him as a reincarnation of Dawkins, uh, of Weapon X. And if the Jets don't see him that way, that's fine. Uh, if you're going to be uh, have the have the wool over your eyes, so be it. But some other team is going to swoop in, and they're going to take him, and they're going to have Brian Dawkins in his prime for another three to four years, and then a very good, strong safety for another three years if they want to keep him then. And now that leads us to the conversation of what team uh, would want to haul in that uh, bevy. Um, that's that's not the right word. Doesn't matter. Uh, I think uh, it's the Seahawks. I'm going to lead it up. Uh, I know Fire already noted to the 49ers. I know Fire and Joe were already having pre-show discussions about the cap room for the Niners. I don't know the cap for the Seahawks. I can't imagine it's that good. But uh, I think that the Seahawks, I think you're basically, you'd get a mix of Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas, two safeties whom you no longer have. Uh, and it just makes sense for them. And it's another piece. And I think we're all still living back in 2013 when the LOB was still raining over everybody. No, no, no. The Seahawks defense has holes, but they, oh. they can easily be filled with an Adam signing. Joe, if you harp on me for saying they don't have the cap for 20 a year, okay, that's fine. This is, this is me going in, uh, no cap knowledge, uh, saying that I think the Seahawks would be a great fit for Thomas or Adams because they, they succeeded so well with that safety presence in the defense that they, defense that they ran. I haven't even checked the Seahawks' salary cap, but I'm a little bit curious. How long were you listening until you decided to speak up while we were doing <laughs> show notes? Because that was like a whole 10, 10 minutes. Seconds. No. I, I spoke up when you talked about Brandon Ayuk at the end of it. I said Brandon Ayuk, ASU. Oh, I didn't hear you say that. That's a little oh, creepy. Thanks. I, I see that Seahawks, uh, you know, that, that – that, potential relationship working I think that's also a really good option and you know that even if they have those defensive holes they're still going to be a good team with Russell Wilson the other one that I really look at and a team that can uh, probably afford real them, quick Joe real quick hate to cut you off but Seattle Seahawks 13 million in cap space well you, you don't know what their 2021 cap room is like so I don't want to I don't want to get in the minutiae of yeah, that idiot. if they if they wanted <laughs> to make it work they probably Such would find a way well, I'm just saying they're right under San Fran. Joe, well, they would, they would find. Is it cold I, I, up there? Is it chilly up there? No, it's like 89. On your on your on your high horse. Is it chilly? Okay. All right. Well, I you wanted to go. I wanted to go with the Baltimore Ravens as I think a really good landing spot for Jamal Adams. They are an incredibly complete defense right now. They already have Earl Thomas. In their secondary, it's one of the few rosters that if you actually look through the depth chart that they have at least an average starter at each position. Every other spot is above average to elite in a number of spots. If you can find a way to work in Jamal Adams, that defense will be absolutely scary. And I think that Wink Martindale is creative enough in scheming pressure, in using various pieces to create pressure on opposing quarterbacks that he would find ways to make Jamal Adams into the most elite defensive weapon in the NFL. If I'm Jamal Adams, I know he wants to go to the Dallas Cowboys, but I would be begging to be sent to the Baltimore Ravens. Well, 
Also, if he went to the Ravens, he'd be joining, as you said, Earl Thomas, Marlon Humphrey, and Marcus Peters. So that would be a little scary for the rest of the, for the, rest of the NFL. Yeah, I imagine trying to throw the ball against the against that secondary. That'd be the new LOB right there. Yeah, I think it definitely would be. Um, now, it's uh, all the speculation is fun. We would like to hear on Twitter, at GTTP Podcast, where you all believe that um, – Adams will sign, and where you basically want him to sign. You know, everyone's a fan. If you want him to sign to your team, let us know at GTTP Podcast on Twitter. Now, to continue our, um, I guess, segment of second-year step-ups, we're on to the wide receiver position. Uh, These were rookies last year going into their sophomore season, determining uh, who we think will be the best second-year step-up. Joe has been incessant on Twitter, and, uh, you know, he's – a big uh, homer phony, which I am also, and I know Fire is also. But, uh, Joe, if you can, uh, from the most unbiased perspective that you can, uh, <laughs> please di- dive us into um, your selection. Well, the one thing that you're forgetting to mention in that statement as a, quote, homer phony, I'm also an analyst for the, covering the New York Giants. My job on a okay. weekly basis, three times a week, is to talk about the New York football Giants. So you know what I do during the week? I watch film. I like to see how various guys did last year. Things that are positives that could work in a new specific scheme that requires fast, deep threat type receivers, aka the Air Coriel, which is what Jason Garrett is going to be bringing to New York. The- I forgot you had Garrett. Oh, yeah, we too. have Jason Garrett. Oh, he God. loves to stretch. He loves forgot. to stretch the field. And, and I hate Sean, that you said New York Football Giants too. I hate that you said that. Oh, Sean, I if, hate the Giants. Sean, if you know anything about the Air Coriel, they love to use their X receivers to run a lot of I go routes, a lot of post routes. You don't. It doesn't matter what you do on one end. You always have somebody trying to do something to divert attention away with the secondary that is something very, very deep. And I think Darius Slayton is the perfect guy in the right situation to have a 1,000-yard receiving season. Last year, towards the end of the year, he had some huge production, some big 100-yard gains, uh, games, and had 48 receptions, 740 yards, and 8 touchdowns on the season as a whole. Daniel Jones is only going to take a step forward, even if it's just a gradual one. He's going to do a lot better in a pass-happy, stretch-the-field type offense. Darius Slayton is going to be... I do like Daniel Jones. I do like Daniel Jones a lot. And Darius Slayton is going to be a go-to option for him. And he's going to be either open or defenses are going to be so focused with trying to stop from uh, them from getting beat over the top by Darius Slayton because of his speed. We saw him do it in various games last year, and now he's in the, in the right exact situation that I, that I know that he can succeed against a lot of bad secondaries on their schedule. He's not going to be the type of guy, and I don't think he's like DK Metcalf or A.J. Brown, where he can play against good corners and have really good games. He's just not the type of a receiver yet. But when you put him against a Jets-type corner uh, matchup, he is going to go off (laughs) for – or the Redskins. He's going to go off for 100 yards like he did last year against the Jets. He is that good to dominate bad corners and bad secondaries. I have such a good fire alarm right now, and I'm just – it's killing me. Do it. Do it, Fire. Do it. Remember, only you can prevent... Fire style. Fire style. Woo! 
fire alarm. All right. Since we mentioned like this guy Jason doesn't know Garrett. what sounds are. Pop quiz. Which sounder for it? Which university did Jason Princeton. Garrett attend? Oh, Princeton. You really just stole my thunder. Yeah, he went to Princeton. All <laughs> Don't, right, good fire. fire. Okay. Don't do that to I me. A, Don't do that to me. I, Don't test if me. I could, could I have a smoke alarm, please? All right. No. Pop uh, quiz. No. Pop quiz. Another I one. Have, another I one. Remember, only you can prevent. Fire style. Fire style. Another one. The CO2 fire. alarm. <laughs> Name the second, uh, prob- probably the most famous person that went to Princeton. There's two. Two most famous people. Fire alarm by smoke alarm. A- athlete? I, uh, nope, just famous people in general. Go. Uh, to, it could be any doctor. No, 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 no. Extremely powerful. Extremely powerful. Like, also, probably the two most renowned people in the world at one point in time. And now, still. Oh I, Robert Kraft. No, no, no. I'll Tom Brady's you. dad. I'll name the first one, Michelle Obama. All right, and but second one. You didn't se- give us a round. All right, second one. <laughs> All right, second one. This guy, this guy is the most powerful man in the world. I don't know. Jeff Bezos. Most- Yes, Joe. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. All right, that's the end of the fire alarm. Thank you for listening. My, I'm gonna skip my smoke alarm. No, what smoke was alarm. it? Because apparently we just go off tangents. It, it was now. just the similarities that I see between uh, the young Dak Cowboys and the Daniel Jones Cowboys. Once I piece together that Daniel Jones Cowboys or, or, or Giants. Okay. Uh, once I piece together that Garrett was there and they both had very good running backs and then just these quarterbacks to do whatever. Um, I, I just saw a little piece, and I was wondering, do you want Daniel Jones to go through the same route with Garrett that Dak went with Garrett? Yeah. Okay. That's all I wanted to know. My second-year step-up wide receiver is DK <laughs> Quick Metcalf. Quick transition from the alarms. To, uh, <laughs> we need a break. To Joe's – dude – who are you telling? I know Joe was never on board with Metcalf. I've been on board with Metcalf uh, since the Genesis. Um, 58 catches last year, 900 yards, and seven touchdowns. The guy is a beast. beast. He is a mauler. He is reminiscent of a young, wait for it, Julio Jones. Yes, Sean. Yes, I've been waiting to do this for so long. But you just jogged my memory. Thank Julio God. Julio Jones' first ro- his rookie season. He didn't. He didn't have a crazy stat season. He it was wasn't like he was getting seventeen hundred yards like he did in twenty fifteen. No, no, no. His rookie no, season. Sean. He got his first touchdowns in like week four against Indianapolis. I agree. Okay? And Metcalf. He's in the ballpark. I Can agree I? with you so much, but the thing you jog my memories on. Do you remember when we did a pre-draft of DK yeah, Metcalf? Yeah, I was just going to address this. Joe. Doubted him, and it was me and you being no, no, like, no, 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 yes. no, 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 wait, 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 I was never you not on board never, with DK Metcalf because you don't know what a three cone drill is. I you, was never out on DK Metcalf. I was always in. supporting. I always thought that DK Metcalf was a very interesting prospect, but you two buffoons. Don't know you any. Said you labeled wait, him wait. as strictly a vertical threat. That's what you. No, 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 no. 
Yeah, yeah, we hey, were Joe, talking. Let me tell you something. No, 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 is not a a, a, a real response. <laughs> I'm trying to talk <laughs> here. I'm trying to talk or here. Else I'm gonna give us the win. You're you're completely scraping over Joe. the whole conversation. Was projecting the top five picks. You idiots had him at the third overall pick, and he went in the second round. I was projecting based off of skills and how talent evaluators would decide where he belongs being drafted, not where I thought he belonged. But you buffoons got so caught up with that 4-3 that you didn't, name you didn't consider the fact that you put in the third round, Joe. I said second round, and he got drafted in the second round. No, you, you, yo, idiots you were had doubting him his third overall. You were, you were doubting his talent. You know what happens, Fire? You know so when you have bad. Cornered in an argument, they just start calling you names. I'm not they have cornered. Nothing. You got nothing, DeLeon. All right, but regardless, where, where did wait, wait, right, where Joe, did DK Metcalf get drafted? Drafted? Right, where did fine. you guys that's say fine. he was right, going to yeah, get yeah. drafted? Right, sure, sure, sure. But talent wise, talent wise, easy top ten draft pick. Talent wise, I'd pick him over AJ Brown if I could redraft. Eh, I don't want to. Go ahead. I mean, AJ Brown had over a thousand receiving. Look at look how mad he is. Look how mad he is. Fire. Look at him. He's, he's no, no because you guys don't know anything. Him. You we guys don't. Him. Joe, Joe, you, you you're literally wrong. You're this wrong. This must be how Steve Irwin feels. Uh, I, I but I it wasn't even the fact of me evaluating him. It was off of the fact that I was going that you off heard of somebody saying something negative about him. I read a different. I read a ton of no. I read a ton of stuff that said that people were not in favor of the fact that his lateral agility was co- questionable. Poor lateral agility as a receiver is enough to push him back just a little bit. And talent evaluators always overthink things. That was my argument. They will never take what they get, uh, the, 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 the major positives that they see. They instead overthink mm. the negatives and they pull people down. Now, out of the three of us, who currently works in actually covering the NFL draft? I'm Me. attending the draft next year. Oh, okay. I might be attending the draft. I I might be attending. Okay. I might be. All right, Joe. It's not like I have a show that does it, but uh, don't go drowning down the mainstream. You don't get 58 catches. I never heard of a receiver getting 58 catches on straight verts, brother. That's all I'm saying. Did you you listen to any of the words that I just said? Any of them? Yeah. Okay. You just tried to. Don't go drowning down the mainstream, Joe. Reputable source after your big miss. It wasn't a big myth. You donkey. I was more right than you guys. You said he was going to no, be the third overall pick, and I said he was a second rounder. We did rounder. not say th- – I said, I said I could see him going there. I said, That's just good radio. Easy, easy first round talent guarantee. I hate you guys. Look <laughs> uh, how mad he is. I said – Oh, you can't live with it, Joe. You can't live with it. You got to accept it. I never said that he wasn't uh, going to be good. Never missed. You expected to be the first I draft never, evaluator with a perfect score. I never Stick said he wasn't going to be good. And Stick I've always Giants. said that DK Metcalf, I've always thought he was going to be a good receiver. I've always supported for him. I still root you for him. Never said but that. I, said we, were talking, we were talking over-hyped. about draft stock. We were talking about where he belonged in the draft. And you guys were so adamant on the fact that he was a third overall pick quality receiver, which never I made a ma- happens. I saw him make a catch in the playoffs last year that was worthy of a third overall pick i would still drop from third overall pick (laughs) go ahead fire please with your uh but uh all right so so my second year step up my second year step up is aj brown i mean uh in 2018 titans took Corey davis and he was underwhelming pick he kind of really didn't do much so titans thought they did a little more talent at the wide receiver position so they picked up aj brown he had 52 catches a thousand yards eight touchdowns kids a stud he's gonna be a stud for the rest of his career so yeah, killed. That, that's my faux pas. Uh, fire. I got AJ Brown, AJ Brown, and Marquise Brown uh, twisted up in my mind. So yeah, good pick. Thank you. I have no Thank no you. qualms. 
That's on me. Killed the Pats. <gasps> wow. I loved that segment so much. Thank you so much, Fire. You're welcome. For, um, You're welcome. For, you know, go being f- a part of the right team. Go, f- go f- yourself. Oh, now here it comes. And now I got to do more work. That's 25 cents for Joe. Or from Joe. I'm Thank never you. paying you. Uh, I, I promise you, you will. Uh, okay, well, now, um, I think Fire developed this game. Sure did. Uh, it is the. Uh, are we calling it the stat game? I think we could come up with something better than that, but that's a baseline for now. Um, I'm trying to think, because this is uh, a lot like the, uh, the mystery dating game with the date behind the door. Uh, basically, everyone picks two players and only lists their stats, NFL players, uh, right now. It must be someone that we can guess. Uh, don't effing put someone who had 40 career rushing yards and barely played. Those are the rules and how that's been detailed. Uh, Fire, <laughs> as you were the uh, creator of this game, would you care to elaborate a hair before we get into it? Oh, yeah. It? So so basically, so this is how it works. I pick a player, and I read off this player's stats line anonymously so you know who it is and then i'm going to read off three names and you two have to determine which quarterback fits or which player fits that stat line and if you get it right you get a point and are we doing this a prize at the end for the most correct guesses yeah i think that uh what we detailed out was at the end of every single position group we're obviously not doing offensive line but after we detail out every position group, whoever has the most amount of points, what do we want to dictate as the prize for this? Applebee's gift cards. No, I would. I will never step foot in another <laughs> Applebee's. Did you see what I texted you? Yeah, that's what. That's what spurred. I, I would. The winner. Not to. The, all right, we'll, we'll choose how much money we want the prize to be worth, and the winner will ch- deem which gift card he would like, and the other two guys have to buy it. We'll no, out. that's not fun. I think it should be uh, – wait, wait, there's a $20 price limit, and the two other guys get to pick what they give the winner. Well, then it's just gonna it be can like- be something ridiculous because I, I liked what we did the one time. I forget what the contest was, but Sean and I had some form of a contest, and I got, get, oh, I got him one of his favorite T-shirts that he will ever – own. I still wear it. I wear yeah. it. Right, that's it's fine. In my, it's in, a, it's in my rotation. I'm down yeah. with that. Okay, we'll get I'm to choose what the person gets. Yeah, okay. Good. All right. Um, so the, those are the parameters. You get one point for a correct answer. Uh, I will keep score on here if you get it correct. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll go first. You know, my game, I'll read off my first player. All right. This quarterback, his career passing yards, he had 27,989. His career touchdowns were 212. And his career interse- interceptions was 210. And the players that you have to choose from is, is it A, Warren Moon? Is it B, Randall Cunningham? Or is it C, Terry Bradshaw? Okay, Fire. So Joe and I are going to guess now. And don't say right or wrong. Uh, no, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm, okay. I'm going to wait until both of you lock in your answers. Okay, now this is an honor system thing. Now that we're obviously all on laptops, um, we 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 can't have the. Uh, we also have video evidence. Out. We can yeah, see each other. If you're cheating, like you're just a scum. Like don't cheat. Okay, no one's cheating. I haven't cheated. No. My guess, Randall Cunningham. Okay. Based on the 210 interceptions, uh, I'm gonna <laughs> go with. Uh, uh, What's an interception? Yeah, I don't know. Fire said it. Uh, I, I, I I'm gonna go with Warren up. Moon. I, I, I didn't hear Fire said. All right, you guys. No, he, he cut himself off. He almost said interceptions. Right. Are you guys locking in those answers? Yeah, Warren Moon. What, what did Joe pick? Warren Moon. 
Warren Moon, you're wrong. Go ahead, fire. All right, and it is eh, eh, Terry Bradshaw. Oh, John, Warren Moon had like fifty thousand passing yards. Oh, what are you talking about? I, I knew that I was going off of he didn't play in the league as long as some guys because he played in the Canadian League. That was I, and I knew Randall Cunningham definitely didn't only throw twenty seven. Well, Terry Hold Bradshaw, boom. Warren Moon played till he was forty, but he played in the Canadian League before he, he went to the NFL. How does a guy make the Hall of Fame throwing two more touchdowns and interceptions? I don't know. That's that's actually pretty crazy. Yeah. I was looking at uh, – when I thought that the original list was college players, I, I was looking at Steve Spurrier's college stats, and he threw for as many interceptions as he did touchdowns, and he won the Heisman. So hey, I don't Joe, know. Uh, yeah. Uh, in his NFL career, Warren Moon threw for 49,325 passing yards. Okay. But how many seasons did he play? What is it? Uh, 1984 to 2000. So yeah, 16. 17 seasons. All right, that's on me. For, I'm assuming two to three years. That's yeah, on me. Uh, that was piss poor. Given well, the, in not, the beginning, before we even started, you said, before we even started the show, you said, I know a lot more about stat lines than you guys. Yeah. Okay. You well, you were that. wrong too, so eat. All right. That's and fine. all right. All right. Okay. Ready? Player two. 50 cents. Player two. This player's career passing yards was 71,838. His touchdown total was 508, and his interception total was 336. What is Brett Favre? Uh, no, no, no. All right, the options please. is Peyton Manning. Oh, sorry. The options are Brett Favre, and the options is Drew Brees. Sean. Who is uh, – oh, oh. It's Brett Favre. Mm. I thought he threw more picks than – actually, 336 picks is a lot. Brett Favre. You guys are both correct, Joe. I'd appreciate it if you let me read the options first next time. Sorry. I'm sorry, Fire. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's warranted. (laughs) All right. I'll go next. Uh, So my first player. Peyton Peyton Manning's yards total is 71,940. So super close. But continue. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to kind of, I, I don't know why, that 71 sounded really familiar with Brett Favre, and, he, and he's obviously up there. All right, my first player in nine career seasons threw for only 10,532 yards, 58 touchdowns, and 42 interceptions. He never threw for over 3,000 yards in a single season. What are the options? The options are Vince Young, Byron Leftwich, and Rex Grossman. I'd like to buzz in with Vince Young. Fire, what do you got? I, I would like to buzz in with Rex Grossman. Both of you are incorrect. No it way it was Byron Leftwich. The current offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I Thank you for playing. Vince Young. He was on the cover of Madden, Sean. Yeah, the, the, he threw for more yards than that. Byron Leftwich was like barely playing. He didn't even Nine play full season. Byron, it was he was oh. a backup for a while. He was, was a backup it, it, it for a was period 50, of time. It was 50-50 for me. It was between Byron and Rex. I thought we were doing years. Dark. Okay, I guess we're doing years. Okay, I didn't, I didn't do years. I don't care. I think years. Number think, two, yeah. player number two, in thirteen career seasons, this player threw for twenty thousand five hundred and eighteen yards, a hundred and thirteen touchdowns, but through more interceptions with 129. This person did not throw for over 3,000 yards. However, he has won a Super Bowl. That does not dictate how many Super Bowls he has won, but this is a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. 
The available options are Jim Plunkett, Trent Dilfer, and Steve Spurrier. Sean, why don't you go first? It's like he gave it away. Uh, Spurrier is my selection. All right. And if you let, if you if you set a trap that early in the show, uh, I'll give I'll give you a nod. But I'm going with Spurrier. I'm going to go okay. with Trent Dilfer. And the correct answer is Trent Dilfer. Jake Fire yes! gets that one correct. Sean right. is overly cocky. All Suck right, it, so Sean. Before Sean goes, the current scoreboard sits at everybody has one point. Yeah. <laughs> so we're okay. all tied. Yep. Okay. So best chance for me is both of you get this wrong, and it'll be a null game. Um, player one. 17,823 passing yards, 102 touchdowns, 64 interceptions. Your options, Chad Pennington, Jeff Garcia, Kyle Orton. I'm going to go with Chad Pennington. Uh, I'm kind of leaning that way too, but I'm going to take a shot. Kyle Orton. Kyle Orton. Wait, wait, wait. Sean's smiling. He's giving me a tell. Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia. You're switching to Garcia, Joe? Yeah, Jeff Garcia. Okay, locked in. Fire at Orton. Joe at Garcia. The correct answer was Chad. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> Thank. I mean, I knew. Oh, Joe. Bang on my. Why would you even look at me? All right. Why would you even look at me? Player two, all tied up at one now. This question could determine who gets the prize. Uh, <laughs> career: twenty thousand two hundred and sixty-one yards. 123 touchdowns, 92 interceptions. Options, Jake DeLome, Aaron Brooks, Jim Zorn. Fire, you go first. Uh, I'm going to go Aaron Brooks. Um, Locked it in. I'm going to go with Jim Zorn. Well, everyone's locked in, correct? Everyone's already locked yep. in. Uh, the correct answer, Aaron Brooks. Yes! Fire so wins then. the stat mystery game. Um, congratulations, Jake Fire. Thank you. If Joe wasn't so inept and he had any form of strategy, he would have at least taken the tie That's, on, so the, um, I have, on the last game, I have two, on the last uh, question. I have two points, <sighs> and you guys both have one. Yep, you win, Fire. Congratulations. Well, there's more, um, there's more groups to come, so I'm just, I have a lead. Ugh. Well, that's a game is is hard as hell. Um, it's fun, but that was uh, effing hard. Okay, our last topic of the day. I know we are getting pressed up on the clock here. Uh, we basically all came together for a clown of the week uh, because we had so many issues with it. Which was unbiased America Sports released a top fifth or top sixty sports ranked by difficulty. I don't know their metrics. I don't know uh, if this was if they even used metrics, but I allowed all of us to have two gripes with the list. So everybody has two gripes. Would you like me to start this off, or Go would ahead. you two like to? Uh, I will start this off. Okay. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it if you're active on Twitter. Uh, if you haven't, then you can check my feed and give me another response instead of a like or a retweet on it. Uh, basketball ranked the fourth hardest sport uh, by difficulty. That's not true. Basketball is not that hard. Nope. It is, anybody can shoot. It's it is it's hard to be in the NBA. 
They only carry 15 players a team. I get it. There's a whole bunch of leagues. Whatever. Basketball, not that hard. Shouldn't be the fourth hardest sport. Also, soccer. Soccer is sitting as the 10th hardest sport. Okay, that's fair. It is not fair. Soccer is the first sport for every child across the globe. Soccer you know why? Because it's not that soccer hard. Soccer is it's not very fire. hard. Have you taken... I would pay. I, I, I would pay to see Joe, you try to dribble a soccer ball. Your average Joe fire, if they were given a penalty shot, a penalty shot, if you lined up 100 of these uh, uh, jagaloons and you gave them a penalty shot against a, a goalie, just an average goalie, Sixty percent of them would make it. Okay, you're right. Average Joe. That's right. Average Joe. Average Joe. Average Joe. I mean, you have to take. We're basing this on averages. We're not basing it on prep. We're not basing it how hard the sport is at the professional level. Whatever. Just the sport itself. Soccer is not the tenth hardest sport in the world. I'm going off of my own. I'm being hypocritical. I have one more. Field hockey at seventeen shouldn't be seventeen. It's not that hard. I've played it a couple times. Pretty easy, actually. Um, yeah, I, this is a whole lot of bull, bull S, uh, because speed skating, figure skating, cycling for distance, anything that requires skating, uh, super hard for an average person. It, can you imagine how much easier it is for somebody to make, uh, six points given off fast break points than it is for someone to do a sow cow on the ice, on the ice. This is a ridiculous list. I hate it. I hate everything about it. Uh, lacrosse shouldn't be 14. Uh, All right, all right, you're done. Your time's done. Your time's done. Go ahead. Your time. I just, I just have, I have quick points here. Tennis does not belong at seven. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm going off of based off Actually. the fact that if you think about sports that a lot of people just pick up and do in their 40s, 50s, and even 60s, if you're capable of doing it, it shouldn't be that. It's not. It's not that hard. It's easy to well, pick up if you're if you have an ounce of athleticism, you can do it at a moderate level. Um, Joe, how would other people in your life feel about that take that you've just provided? I, I don't really care. Uh, oh, I also oh, that's, the only oh, you are cold. No one knows how cold you are right now, but I the do. The only other take that I want to say is I think that the top three should have been boxing, wrestling, and mixed martial arts. Any sport that involves having to not only take hits, give hits, stay literally alive. And then also be strategic. That no average person can just step in and fight someone. There's a reason why you see people get knocked out at bars because they don't know how to handle themselves. Okay, um, you have provided me with my favorite piece of content on the show so far. With <laughs> the bashing of tennis fire, please your thoughts. All right. Well, it's not even a question. The number one hardest sport on this list is golf. Golf is easily the hardest sport to do. Anybody can pick up a club and swing it, but that thing is slicing into the woods. Like that. It, for hardest, are you referring to shooting for par, or are you referring to not double bogeying every hole? To uh, ranked by difficulty, golf is one of the most difficult sports to play. Wait a minute! Did you just say that? Wait, are you saying that golf should be the hardest one on this list? Yes. Yes, I no. am. No, no fire. No. You think yes. it's harder than football? We talked about this before the show. Why would it be harder than football? Uh, do I need to interject with my statement that I previously made fire? Because I will. Okay, I will. Uh, because football, Joe, it can reward someone that's naturally talented. It can. It, it, that's just how it works. You have people that are built differently. That's just how 
the world works. They're built differently. They're naturally talented. They're naturally strong, fast, can jump high, can throw far, whatever. Golf. Golf doesn't care how you were born. Golf does Golf doesn't not care, care your build. It doesn't care how athletic you are. It doesn't. Everybody is built equally on a golf course, and that is true. Uh, it is phenomenally hard. It is excruciatingly painful. But there's a reason why athletic people more often than not play golf as a um, as a leisure a leisurely activity in the off season because they can pick it up easily leisurely and they can pick it up easily. I tell you, what would you rather do? Uh, Go ahead. You, you can play all right. I mean, you said athletes pick it up and play. Yeah, like people that are athletic can like figure it out to somewhat to, to a certain degree. But the average Joe Schmo that grabs a pair of clubs is not going to have a good day. Themselves. Not going to have a good day. They will. They will. They will pawn their clubs. And myself, who has gotten into golf uh, the last couple years, has you know gone to the range actually focused and tried to work on my swing because as a baseball player, shifting from a baseball swing to a golf swing is hard as hell. Um, It is maddening. Uh, There are times where you just want to just – you want to burn everything down in golf. Well, the only thing that doesn't make any sense to my argument or to your argument is that you're you're stating the fact that – you stated already that the fact that football can be rewarding to people who are naturally talented and naturally athletic, but we're not talking about those people. We're talking about people that are just stepping in and doing this. If somebody who is, a, um, you know, some 25 year old former frat star with a, a beer beer uh, uh, beer belly that is not in any peak athletic shape, if you had to put them onto a football field, a basketball court, um, put them into a boxing ring. That you're telling me is less difficult than taking that fat slob and putting and handing him a club and asking him to get it. It's just a different into the hole. It's, it's we're not asking you know, him. To, we're not asking him. You actually, you actually got me, Joe. We're, we're, we're not. You, we're you not asking me him. Deviating away from the point. Yeah, it's we're a not asking. It's we're a not asking kind of him difficulty, to, Joe. That's on me. It's. It, it, we're, we're not. We're not asking the guy. We're not asking this average person to go out there and hit. Uh, a birdie, an eagle, a hole in one. We're telling him just to get the thing in the hole. Okay, my head's right? going to explode. I, this list is irrelevant. You're, you're, I hate it. It, it, I hate it, the list too. it is this a terrible list. list. Has, has, uh, I thought about it, I think, every day since I've seen it, and I've just progressively gotten more and more angry. Joe, you caught me with the uh, exceptional athlete argument. I'll give you that one. But I think on the day, uh, Fire and I have crushed you on the DK, DK Metcalf, Metcalf yep, argument. You can go home and suck who's, on your thumb. Yep. Uh, whose song... Turn is it? Fire, did you pick last week's yep. song? Yeah. Uh, Joe, your turn. What song do you want? Through the Fire and the Flames. Oh, my God. That's how his internal, uh, that's how his brain feels right now after <laughs> getting torched all show. Yeah. Uh, as always, everybody, you can follow the show, our show Twitter, which um, sometimes tweets at GTTP Podcast. <laughs> You can follow myself on Twitter at Sanderson Radio, Joe on Twitter at Joe DeLeon, Jake Fire on Twitter at JakeFire54, yes, our YouTube channel, Get to the Point Gaming, our Twitch stream, Get to the Point Pod. We are everywhere. You cannot escape us. And we encourage you, please, please, we have people that have gone above and beyond to leave us positive reviews on Apple Podcasts. Above and beyond. 
just phenomenal. We cannot thank them enough. But some people hate their lives, and they decide to take it out on our Apple reviews. So if you are, if you have an inkling of enjoyment from this show, it was a little fun. So we don't need you to talk about how good we are. We don't need the huge full body review. It's just five seconds, and we can make up the atrocities. So try to deprave you of this glorious content. Yep. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. We will be back next week with another fully stacked show. Uh, Joseph, you uh, look like you have something to say. No, not. Because you're just sitting there on your phone. I mean, all the time for it. You've been sitting on your phone for the whole close. I know you're happy that I'm doing housekeeping now, but how about you just show some damn respect? Uh, we'll be back next week. It doesn't matter. I put out another episode of The Smoke Show. Joe is falling behind on Joe Knows because Joe knows nothing. We'll be back next week, folks. <laughs> Tune in. All right.